Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. He led the Pulaski Academy Bruins to nine state championships in his time there. Bill Belichick described him as probably the best high school coach in the country. His unique strategies garnered attention nationwide. The Zone welcomes Kevin Kelly into the show. Brought to you by Bowen Hefley Orthopedics. The best surgeons, the best treatment, all focused on you. All focused on you, coach. How are you? Doing well. How are you? I'm phenomenal. Well, yeah, we're at a baseball game. Working. Had a guy, Perfect weather. Had a guy bring me a cold beverage. The pitch clock is working. And the Travs staved off uh, some concerning situations in the first inning. It is 0-0 after a half an inning. Travis about to come up to bat. I'll tell you what, I made a new, uh, I got, I'm got. i a fan of a new guy, Josh Morgan. What a great mm-hmm. interview. And he wanted to come back and hang out with us on the air. That guy's I got, heard that when he said, can I come back and hang out? I'm like, wow, everybody loves that guy. He's got, uh, he's got great potential as a broadcaster. What a great communicator. I really enjoy talking to him. Cool dude. That would be a fun show with him giving us uh, some little insight on what's going on while the game is going on. I would actually like to go out and have a couple beers with him and uh, watch women hit on him. And hang out. And, uh, you know, seems like a cool dude. So uh, he's Cali cool, coach. He's Cali cool. Not quite Kelly cool, but Cali cool. Uh, Travis has got an opening double from their leadoff hitter, Leo Rivas. That's what I'm talking about. Batting 308. So that's a good start for the Travs. We'll see if they can get a run out of this. Got a great crowd on hand, and kids still pouring into the ballpark. We saw a shot from Lance. He was standing over by the gates, and they are still streaming in. Our school's out today. What's the deal? How are all these kids here? It's a field trip. Field trip, Coach. That's, that's education at its best. I Buddy, it. listen, this is an American pastime they're trying to restore as the American pastime. I like it. The, the clock's helping. The shot clock, pitch clock's helping. There's no doubt. Uh, let me get Hogwild in here real quick, and then we'll talk to Coach about uh, things he'll be looking for in the spring game this weekend with Arkansas. Hog freaking wild. Good to see you this week. Thanks for playing in the Buzz Golf Tournament. What's up? Good afternoon, Justin West. And uh, Soon coach. enough it will be. Uh, yeah, y'all were talking about uh, the uh, UCA Razorback game uh, yesterday, I believe it was. And did y'all ever yes, figure out how that game wound up? Uh, the yeah, softball last game? Year's game here at Dickey Stevens. Uh, it, it finished on an unbelievable oh, finish. last year's game. Okay. Last year's no, game, yeah. Uh, unbelievable. And when I tell you, you'll remember it, I guarantee you. The Hogs won 2-1 to one on a walk-off wild, wild pitch. pitch. I do and remember Robert that now. Robert Moore scored that winning run. But have you ever that. seen a walk-off wild pitch? Can't say that I have. I had in never seen it either. On television I have, but not in person. Yeah, I've seen a lot of neat things on TV Yeah, and the Internet. Yeah, I don't believe I've ever seen it on TV, to tell you the truth. A walk-off wild pitch where the team wins? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's unbelievable. like bases loaded to get to that guy, and the guy throws a bad pitch. It happens. It's hard. Yeah, good to see you all Monday, uh, Justin. Uh, had a great time there at the Buzz Golf Tournament, always. Buddy, I appreciate you. You have a good day. All right, guys, y'all keep, it up, keep up the good work. All right, very good. Oh, there we go. More Justin Moore tickets to be given away, Coach. Oh, they're not just Justin Moore tickets, but when you hear the sound or you know what to do, email Justin at 1037thebuzz.com. Those are going to come to me, not Justin Moore. He's got a different email that I don't give out on the air too often. Um, anyway, Justin's playing tonight, and he is uh, doing good work in the community. He's going to be playing 
at an event next week as well. He's also got a charity event coming up at the end of the month at the Hall for a different cause. Guy's doing great stuff. Really appreciate him. Uh, but Justin, Colin Ray, Adam Hambrick, Matt Stell, he's Sanders, Tyler Kitchen, some special guests. I don't know what that looks like, but we'll see. We'll all find out together. Uh, Wes, what's this kid's name? Robbie, Robbie. Tenerowitz. Tenerowitz, what a name. I love it. He's batting 400. We ought to know his name. He's going to be a household name. He keeps that up. He'll be household name in Tacoma pretty soon if he keeps 400 up. He's got to, uh, he's got to deliver here. you got a runner at third, less than two outs. Yep. Fundamental baseball. The uh, Cardinals have brought the infield in. And uh, I like what the uh, the two hole hitter uh, two hole hitter did for the Traps. He hit it over on the right side of the infield and let the uh, runner from second go to third. So runner at third, less than two outs. Got to get him in. Robbie was trying to get two runs in. Yes, he was, Coach. I don't know. <laughs> that was I, his strike. Yeah, now yeah, it's the team strike. Yeah. I don't know what I like more. Um, by the way, I've got the three emails I need. So thank you very much. You can quit sending those at this point. I appreciate you. <laughs> um, I like I don't know if I like rooting for the Travs more, rooting against the Cardinals more, but they both make both make me super happy. And he does in fact deliver. Robbie Tenerowitz with an RBI single up the middle, and the Travs take a one to nothing lead. Four hundred just went up a little bit. Did the big first baseman? Did you see, he just kind of slapped it. Yeah. That's what I said, Coach. He gets one strike, the team gets You're the next right. one. I he think, just I think, put he, it in play. I think that's what he did. The first one you could tell he was trying to jack it, and the second one he's playing controlled baseball right there. It's good. It's very impressive. I'm I'm a Cardinals fan. It's hard to root against. But I'm not a Cardinals. Springfield uh, Cardinals yeah, fan. Yeah, I'm not a Springfield Cardinals fan. It's very, very but comfortable. But these guys might be trying to be on, might be on the Cardinals later this no year. No doubt. Can I mention something? We are here in North Little Rock, and obviously this is one of the areas of need for tornado relief. Um, there are a lot of ways you can help. One of the ways is you can help um, with the Red Cross. They are setting up recovery centers all over central Arkansas. And they're open at varying times, but most of the time they're just open at 9 a.m., Saturday at 10 o'clock. But I've got Calvary Baptist Church in Little Rock, the Bill Harmon Rec Center in Sherwood, Jacksonville Community Center in Jacksonville, and the Assembly of God Church in Wynn. I don't have a location for North Little Rock, but obviously Sherwood, Jacksonville, Little Rock, all pretty close by. And, uh, you know, we we did get some information, I guess, from uh, the North Little Rock Police Department this week about what was going on with them and they've got a place to drop off as well but uh, certainly a lot of different ways to help and we appreciate everybody stepping up in the community it's been really good to see really heartwarming coach and i'm sure you've probably seen a lot of that kind of thing happen as well and i'm sure you've had some friends affected or impacted in some way or former fashion here with all this going on as well yeah some really good really good friends impacted and, and you know we had we had some clients at kid champion that were in from new york it was actually one of the producers of hamilton so oh, wow. well-known person she's got a house in new york on long beach island and a house in florida and she came to help the rep here and do some stuff with her and she brought two kids and she put them in our place for a couple months and and uh well since the day we opened to about for about a month and a half i got to talking to her and she she was really close to tornado they're staying in a big airbnb over by k mac village and and I said, what was the difference now that you've been through a hurricane and tornado? Because she was in Sandy Hook back at, back when that came through a hurricane. She said the big difference is this. It, it, it affected everybody in a hurricane because a hurricane's 300 miles wide at the smallest. So anybody in town gets it. We all get it. She goes, I would look, and, 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 and we go walking all the time in our neighborhood. And, and one side of our neighborhood is beautiful, and the other side is completely devastated, and it's like, it's hard not to be like, why did that not happen to them and it happened to me? Yeah. And she said that was the hardest part for her. I thought that was real interesting. Mm-hmm. So, and that made me want to get out, and, and I love the way, you know, you got out and saw people with chainsaws and helping people remove stuff off their house and all that, and 
And if I, you know, the day I couldn't do it, one day I, I, I donated something. It's like I got to help somehow, some way. I think that's what makes Arkansas great. It may be a lot of communities, but I think that's what really did a good job, pull people together, and you like to see that. Something good can come out of everything. Uh, 1300 Pike Avenue is a tornado relief headquarters here in North Little Rock. They need cleaning supplies, non-perishables, and detergents largely, but I'm sure they'll take anything you think can help out at this point. I'm guessing we're getting kind of the point where tarps are probably uh, a little bit needed. I'm guessing that most of those folks have got that done, but I don't want to speak for anybody. The other thing I think is just they keep telling me is, is gloves. Yeah, it makes gloves. sense. Because you're, they put them out, and the people come say, hey, I want to work. They don't bring any gloves. They're getting a, you know, they put something in their hand. They got some blisters later, and they don't want to work anymore. So mm. gloves would be a good thing. No doubt. Uh, spring game this weekend, Coach, what are some things you'll be looking for other than how to pronounce Tesla? I don't <laughs> I don't think we'll be able to see exactly what I want to see. But, you know, with Sam Pittman talking about going for it more on fourth down and studying that, I want to see, number one, if they have situations where they implement that in the game might as well practice it in as live a game situation as they can and number two if you'd start doing that kind of stuff on offense people would consider that more aggressive you know i won't i won't say it more risky because that's actually less risky if you do it by the numbers but i'm anxious to see how they marry the defense to that usually if you become a little more aggressive on offense you become a little more aggressive on defense with an attacking blitzing style so i'm anxious to see if i don't think that'll show up in this game but it might you know if you want to practice it practice it i'm a big fan of that so I'm looking forward to seeing seeing what that happens. But I sure hope they do some situational fourth downs. We just heard Coach Pittman say everybody knows what, you know, my new offensive coordinator has done in the past. We're going to do that here at Arkansas. Everybody knows what my new defensive coordinator did in the past. That's what we're going to do here. We're not hiding anything. Yeah. Did you hide anything in spring games, your, your benefit games? Did you hold things back? That's a good question. About 90% of the coaches do. And I never did because I'm, they're, I'm like, they're going to see it in game one. We always played a really good team game one. I wanted to have a great game. So we couldn't hide anything if you want a chance to win. And uh, I just thought, you know, they're going to see it in a game or two. So what are we really hiding here? You know, and, and so, no, I never did. I mean, just out of respect, you didn't run trick plays and things like that. But I opened it up and wanted to run screens, run our offense and run our defense and see what it looked like. We needed to see, of course, we played Bryant the last five or six years yeah. you know good team and, and buck and i agreed we wanted to see what we had we wanted to see how those guys would react in tough situations and we knew bryant was going to be the toughest team in the state and we knew we wanted to react against those guys in terrible situations because they we had the ability to back it up so you know we really didn't want to hide a bunch of stuff we just wanted to play our game and, and and learn from it and move on to the next one so we treated it like an extra game in the season except for one quarter one quarter he played all the softs and the subs and got them great game time and development time and stuff like that you hear of things in the nfl also uh you know with the preseason and and some of the different things they do can you hide anything in the nfl can you can you all of a sudden you know pull something on a team and fool a team and and week four that you haven't shown yeah the nfl hides stuff all the time and they they're bigger on hiding certain things against teams like like on offense you know, defense is very tremendously. You know, it might be a three front, might be a four front, might be a three five three. You know, different different. And they'll make sure we don't accidentally run something just because we see that one defense one time a game that we're going to see the whole game the next time. They'll do that, but they do a good job of hiding things. Defenses, especially on the first fifteen or thirty plays on defense, they'll hide their defense for the rest of the game because they know the offense is scripted for those plays. So they'll be like, hey, we're going to run this defense for the first 15 plays. Then when they're off their script, we're off our script. So it's weird the way it works. And, and uh, you know, I don't know who gets the better of that deal. 
But uh, it was interesting, you know, working in that setting and listening to the strategy. It's different than things I'd heard. You just don't think of that in high school and really not in college that much. If the other team's script in place, so we're going to script our defense too. And there's a lot of that going on. Are they so smart in the NFL that once your 15 scripted plays, you couldn't go back and run some of those same scripted plays over? Because they're so successful and they're so good, you think, that you have them at the beginning. Why not run them again? They really do. I think I think besides the two-minute warning and, and the end of the game when you have to score and the other team's playing prevent, the first possession of the game is the highest scored on possession in the NFL because they script out the plays. The reason you can't do it is because when they script them out, they practice those. They rehearse those plays, and you can't rehearse more than, you know, 15, 20 plays mm-hmm. without spending time doing things that you're going to have to possibly adjust to in the game. If you did that, spend all that time rehearsing those and getting those perfected, you wouldn't be able to adjust very easily because you had not run anything else in practice. So I think that's why they do that. They when you script plays, Coach, you, you do have adjustments, I assume, for situationals, right, on third yeah, or fourth? Yeah, yeah. Like, like say you go first down of the game. You Most people know what play they're going to run to start. You know, they can check to something else. But then the second one, you've got to play for your scripted will be, well, first and ten in case we made a first, or it'll be a second long or a second short. So they're just looking at the, you know, there's basically three options for the next play. Mm-hmm. But they're scripted, but there's three options for them. And then for third, the next play, they've scripted out for first down, for third down and short, third and long. So they're not, you don't go down a list, we're going to run this play, then this play, then this play. I mean, you can't do that because right. you don't know what the situation's going to be. So they do. They spend a lot of time doing it. I think too, too too much time. I scripted three plays in high school because we had fourth down anyway, and that was going to be my third down. So we went in and we practiced three plays, and that gave us a lot more time to practice adjustment plays, which I think, in my opinion, the coaches that are the best are the ones that adjust between series, not at the end, not at halftime. You know, people talk about, well, they made a great adjustment at halftime. Man, why you got to wait till halftime? I mean, you got your whole offense and your whole defense over there. And in high school, they don't do that as much because they kind of play some guys both ways, a lot of teams too. But the ones that don't, man, they ought to be adjusting right then and there, and that means less scripting. So I I, I think as coaches go through and do a better job of that, and some coaches are markedly better at that. Like the the Cincinnati Bengals the last two years have been the greatest defensive adjustment post-halftime of anybody in the NFL. Yards given up in the first half per play, yards in the second half per play. They've been head and shoulders above everybody else. It's not even been close. And and I'm th- and I would like for somebody to break down and do something after the first series, second series, and see if they get better from every series on, or if it truly is just a halftime adjustment. That begs the question: Why why can't they do that earlier? There's not that much time at halftime of the NFL. And heck, we even heard Peyton, yeah, we we heard Peyton Manning say, uh, basically, you have time to go in there and eat an orange, you go to the bathroom, and then uh, let's go, guys. And that's it. He, well, he said they that. Get, there when were they, no when they walk off the field, there's 12 minutes before they're back on the field. There's not very much time in the NFL. You're right. But I think it might coincide with they've quit their script after. Some of them don't wait and quit their script until after 30 plays. Hey, we're not going to run what we want to run until 30 plays. We know they're a 30-play team, so maybe it makes it until halftime. But I just don't think anybody's broken them down from the first quarter on yet hmm. to see because everybody thinks halftime adjustments. So that's what they're that's what they analyze in the NFL to see how good a halftime adjusters they are. I think they're doing it probably earlier too. Screaming Kids Day here at the ballpark. The Travelers are up one to nothing, and the Cardinals are getting their second crack at the bat. They have one down here with nobody on, and so we are going to take a timeout. Eleven twenty-eight. We'll try to take some calls coming up a little bit later, but we got a pretty busy show because coming up here in just a minute, we're going to talk to Michael Felder about some college football things. 
Arkansas Spring Games? Spring Games. What else? Spring Games. How about having a real game instead of a scrimmage? Yeah. What's he think about that? Yeah. Curious. Um, we'll do that with Michael Felder at 1130. 11.45, we're going to talk to Kayla Beaver, who is the winning pitcher from last night as UCA swept Arkansas in softball. Pretty cool deal for Central deal Arkansas. For them, right? It Very is. Big. And they're a top 20 team RPI-wise nationally, but a couple nice feathers in their cap. But clearly they got plenty of help from themselves earlier in the season as well, and they're rolling through the A-Sun right now. And as Wes mentioned, I think the next highest team is Liberty. You pointed out Liberty's pretty good. I think they're in the 30s maybe in the RPI. So we'll talk about that. And then uh, Chris Curry's going to join us at 1230. The Trojans hoping for a little better luck second time around against Arkansas after they got – it was a bad one. Yes, that was bad. It was. It was Twenty-one to five. Yeah, fifteen walks. It was a uh, not their best effort for sure. I've always equated uh, runs in baseball because in the in the in the major league baseball the last couple of years, like the average run scored per game was like four point seven per team. So you're saying it's like seven points each yeah. run, seven points. Yeah. So yesterday they got beat one hundred forty-seven to thirty-five. He's a stats guy. This is the man who counted every shot I hit out of bounds every game we played in pickleball the other day. But you know what? It was a great motivator, and I got better by the end. You did. You did. Even oh. though you criticized me for bringing you down. I mean, it's fine. That is fine. You're a negative reinforcement guy, and I usually thrive on that. In fact, I appreciate it. I wasn't griping about it. I just wanted to point out that you tried 19 lobs, and you finally got one in. And then a couple of them I tried, and they smashed them in my face, too. <laughs> anyway, tough love from Kevin Kelly. That should be the name of your segment, Coach. Drop the lob. Drop yeah. the he needs a drop. I'm gonna get you a T-shirt. Well, either gotta get better at it or no. Yeah, you need to get better. At but it. not it's while a he's, useful he's, tool. He goes, keep working on those shots, but not while you're playing with me. We're trying to win. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, we got, I loved it. We got beat by some people. Maybe we shouldn't have gotten beat by. It. And maybe we beat some people we shouldn't have beat. But our first game out of the shoot, it was 11-1, and, and I threw Justin into the back. I threw him against the best team out there, and we go out. Yeah. And he needed to see what it was like to be the best team out there. Yeah. So, because you know, sometimes. Guys like Justin and me, we're not as humble sometimes as we should be. I think he thought maybe, hey, we go out here just kind of play with anybody. Because I have faith in you. Well, regardless. Too much. Well, they aim. If you don't know, if you didn't notice, about ninety percent of the shots came to you. There's a reason. But you that's a big key of pickleball. Hit at the weak oh, person. Hit at the weak person. Like no question. Volleyball. About it. Sand volleyball. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. There's two people out there. Hit at the weak one. Yep. 